0: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
1: Hello and welcome to your official leguizam slash E-R-a-rama spoiler warning. If you have not seen E-R Season 12 Episode 9? Nine. 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 Um, and if you care to not know. Yeah. Then don't listen. But also, like, if, if at this point you're like, oh wait, maybe I do want to watch that. Let's be honest, you've never once thought that in your life. You've just thought it now that I'm telling you. And if you stop listening to this podcast right now, Zach and I will go broke. So we please will. please don't stop listening. I've
2: got a funny spoiler story to tell you after the intro.
1: Okay. Yeah. There's a little spoil for you there that Zach's gonna tell us a story. <laughs> Peace. I hate the word.
2: I don't- I Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's ER Arama, a podcast where we watch 13 episodes, 12 or 13 episodes of ER starring uh, John Leguizamo uh, from 2005-ish. Um, it is a sub-podcast sub of Leguizamo-rama, a podcast where we are watching every single thing starring John Leguizamo. Mm. Um, the original conceit was that we'd picked a random character
1: actor. We realised very soon he was a lead. In everything. And also, when we first started this, he'd done 150 projects. And we only started this... It's nearly been... We're nearly on a hunch episodes, mate. Hunch. Hunch. Uh, since doing a hunch episodes, he's done like 20 more things.
2: He is prolific.
1: Yeah, he's a machine. Um, you,
2: re- you reckon we're ever going to work with John Leguizamo? Oh my god, Wouldn't no! That be I don't think. <laughs> no, I could. I'm.
1: Ju- I'm at this point. I would just like to um, get on some free-to-air television at six thirty at night. You know those mm. kind of shows. Yeah. Um, do you know? Oddly enough, so my um, you, in- you didn't introduce yourself. My name
2: is Zachary Rewain, who you might know as having one of the thousands of other viruses other than COVID-19, but that hasn't stopped everyone from asking me if I've got COVID-19, from double-checking if I've done a COVID-19 test, from telling me, no, no, it probably is COVID-19, and then explaining that one study they read about COVID-19 tests. Um, That's me. I got a cold.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by Michelle Whitrip
1: Yeah. Why did you look at me? You Who know you my name. Who you might know
2: from... Uh, having COVID. I had COVID. I haven't done you it. You don't have it right now. No,
1: I don't have it now, obviously. I wouldn't be in this room with you if I had it now, but I did have it. You knew that, right? Yeah, I did know Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got COVID. I had it. I got the big C.
2: What's well, crazy, right? The big is I had a really, really nasty head cold. I don't think it was flu, but it was a very bad head cold. Mm. Something I was not immunized against. And I was doing... You're anti
1: Because you're anti-vax? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, no. I've gotten my COVID. I need to get my flu vax. But because of that, right, no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people, and they've they've been like, "Oh, I had COVID," and I've been like, "How was it?" And they're like, "Yeah." And then they've described what happened to them, mm. and it's exactly the same as what happened to me. Yeah, because they're young and vaccinated. Yeah, this is not to dismiss. I'm not. I'm not the flu. You know, it's just a flu party. I'm like, if you're young and vaccinated, and the reason mm. we don't, the reason we're concerned, I know why we're. You know, you don't want to get COVID because if it spreads to unvaccinated communities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right young and vaccinated, it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. But so is many other viruses. Absolutely. I had one of what I like to call the silent viruses. <laughs> <laughs> so people, I'd be talking to people and they'd be like, I'd be like, how was COVID? And they're like, oh, I had a sore throat and I was very tired and um, my nose was blocked. And then I'd be like, oh, me too. And they're like, was it COVID? And like, I was like, nah. And they're like, oh.
1: Yeah, no one cares anymore. Last year. No, no, no. 2020. So the first year of COVID or the first year of the pandemic, um, I got pharyngitis, mm. right? And I, at this point, I'd completely forgotten that you could get any other kind of sick. But now having had COVID, pharyngitis and, and triple vaxxed, by the way, like triple vaxed. I, vax, vax, I want to make. Yeah, I'm I'm young. I'm hot. You're walking I'm dog. fit. Yeah, well, I love how you were like, you wanted to say like you're fit, but I'm not really. I do work, walk my dog No, every because day. I knew
2: you'd throw something like that back at me. Yeah. So I was like, well, you do walk your dog I in.
1: do. I'm, I'm, I am a, a mobile person. Yeah, absolutely um, you are. Uh, so yeah, the pharyngitis was far worse than COVID. COVID, like I had one day where I was like completely fucked. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of the week I was just miffed yeah (laughs) like do you know what I mean like the one day I was fucked was like lying on the couch couldn't get up hot cold sweats um like really not well like I, I took three baths that day yeah um and then the rest of the week it was just like like a shitty head cold and I was just a little bit pissy I was pitching fights with my partner all the time about bullshit that's fun yeah um but pharyngitis man that's some that's some serious shit yeah. Pharyngitis genuinely feels like you are swallowing knives.
2: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Pharynx. The way I remember pharynx is your food one. Mm-hmm. And the way I remember that is pharynx for food. F for F. Oh, that's good. For f- even though it's P8.
1: When you think of lefts and rights, do you create the L? I make a little l. l.
2: Yeah, I make a, a little,
1: little l. little L on your hand. With my Yeah, your thumb, thumb and your pointer finger create the L on your left hand. I still do that.
2: I, am. Um, this is, I don't talk about it this much, but I can't drive. And um, do you
1: have you mentioned that before that you don't drive on the podcast? I don't know. Zach doesn't drive. Everyone,
2: no, I don't drive, <laughs> and the amount of people that are like, "You should learn to drive," I'm like, "Can't I got to learn my left and right first? Mm. I got to learn left from right." Yeah, like I am so far behind on how to drive.
1: Yeah, that's the I would say probably the most important thing, and and ability to see properly. I yeah. would say, are the two most important things about driving. I
2: don't know left from
1: right, mm.
2: um, but I will learn to drive. Do you reckon
1: you'll get your licence? A
2: hundred percent. I have to do it. I have to.
1: My mum didn't get hers until she had two kids. Yeah, I, I, I don't
2: 31. want. I don't want one. I, I want. I don't. I want to know how to drive. If, if 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 ever I have kids, I want to be able to drive them to like
1: sporting events, soccer practice. Yeah. Or, isn't that such
2: a thing? My um, partner and
1: so a lot of my friends are having kids at the moment. Like there's a lot of babies kind of floating. Wow, around. Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Less so in my circles because I dropped everyone
1: from. Like, well, I still have a small pocket of friends from my my. High school. Hoity-toity yes. private schools. Yeah, and they're all having family. babies now. No, I
2: miss my friends. Whereas if, you're, our- if you're from high school, if you went to my high school and you're listening, reach out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I miss you.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah, our circle of mates, like our arty friends, they're not, they've are not. they not had the babies yet. Not a lot of them. Only a few have had the babies. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of babies going around. So my partner and I have been having chats about babies. And like, a he's like, scoop, we're probably not going to have them. But mm. we were just saying how like... The things that excited me about the concept of having children are shit like taking them to a sporting event. I don't go to sporting events now, but for some reason, taking my kid to a sporting event just sounds like such fun. You know, man. I want to take my nephew to science works so bad.
2: I can't tell you how much, like the, the key thing for me, there's a line in a movie. Oh man, what was that film? Remember that film? I think it's got, um, it's got Ralph Fiennes in it. I feel Red like. Red Dragon. No, he's been in like 50 films. Okay.
1: Can't do it this way. <laughs> come on.
2: Um, I feel like if, of all the people I know, you're the one that's possibly seen it. All right.
1: Those. Come on. Come on.
2: It's the one about, um, the quiz show. I think Rob, no, maybe Robert Redford directed it. As if maybe, maybe he didn't. He probably, he didn't. It's about the quiz show. It's about um, in the 1950s and 60s, early, early television, um, quiz shows were like the most popular kind of television. And Mm. it later emerged, much like wrestling, they were like faking the results. They were getting contestants on and like... People competing against them didn't know, but the people competing were being fed the answers and stuff because then they could have narratives and have people returning and people that were liked. It was like, it was this huge controversy where, like, have you seen this film? No. It's great. I want to. It's very up your alley. Like, it's very, like, just nice middle drama, you know, the ones that we've rediscovered on this podcast. It's of that genre. Is
1: there a line in that movie or something? There's
2: a line in that movie where he talks about being a kid. And he goes, he's talking to his dad because he's a bit sad about how everything's played out. And he's talking to his dad and he talks about like being a kid and, and, and sneaking some chocolate cake after school or something. I can't remember. Mm. And he goes, I haven't felt that wonder Mm. since I was a kid. He talks about a really special moment. He's like, I haven't felt that wonder since I was a kid. Do you ever feel it again? And then his dad goes, um, yeah, you do when you have a kid. And it's like yeah. so beautiful. It's really, it's a really beautiful moment. That is
1: very, yeah. That, see, all I hear that and I'm like, oh, babies. But then just on the weekend, um, my girlfriends and I from high school got mm. together and there's four of us. And one of them has a four month old daughter mm. who I'm obsessed with. She's the most beautiful little thing ever. But she shat twice. Yeah. And the entire time, the entire time my friend was holding her and bouncing her. Because if she stopped, she would cry. And I looked at that and I'm like, I was looking at oh, Alessia is the baby's name. She's most beautiful little baby in the world. I'm obsessed with her. But uh, that looks so annoying.
2: Just rocking, rocking a child, a
1: child yeah. for two and a half hours. Like yeah. it looks annoying to me. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. I See, I here's the thing.
1: And the poo thing doesn't, but I have a dog and my dog shits twice yeah. a day. Right. So that's fine. I've wiped fine. my
2: own dog's asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: See, the poo thing, yeah, that, but I mean, I'm not crazy. Like, babies are very cute, but that bit I'm not so super mm. excited. I'm kind of excited about, like, I I think the idea of having, like, because teenagers scare me.
1: Oh, oh.
2: It's that middle bit that's kind of cool. Like try it like and being able to st- share like indiana jones with them and star wars and yeah like, that's very cool. that's really cool like the idea of being able to, but i think about that in theory that's really cool hey i want to show you indiana jones mm. but then have you ever watched like a pixar movie with a kid they put on the same movie every fucking day and then mm. they never fucking watch it and it's like you're missing out on the critic trying the ratatouille you're missing i it know out. exactly
1: what you're saying you're missing yes. it Yes, y- you're missing it. My ne- my nephew loves Encanto. Who can blame him? It's oh John my Leguizamo god, Encanto, classic. He, so my nephew's nearly f- oh, he's three and a half. Yeah. Um, doesn't when it's on he doesn't watch it, but he retains all the songs. But when you ask him what's the movie about, he can't tell you. No. Like it's like, what do you mean you watch it every day? Give
2: me an elevator pitch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like let's discuss the themes. Encanto is such a deep film on so many levels. Yeah. I watched it one time and didn't get enough out of it. Went back and watched it a second time post pod recording.
2: Cute.
1: Oh, it's such a good film. I want to discuss that with you, you little shit. Stop <laughs> singing. We don't talk about Bruno. Like, and he knows all the words. Yeah. But I want to why talk aren't about they talking
2: you. about Bruno?
1: Yeah. Why, mate? Why? It's like, like we get it. Because Bruno, because Bruno's like in the kitchen next to them. That's not why they're not talking about Bruno. No,
2: they're not talking... Oh That's my nothing God. to do with why
1: they're not talking about Bruno Oscar, oh you fucking God. idiot. Yeah. Anyway, um...
2: So the thing I was going to tell you pre-spoiler. Yeah. So you know how I do screenings of movies um, once a month at uh, at the Lido?
1: Yes. And it's a lot of fun and you should go.
2: Yeah. And me and Mish also sometimes do mini festivals that we've got a really good idea for one. <laughs> it's coming up. so
1: good and I really want to do it.
2: <laughs> um, but but once a month I, I screen sort of fun movies, you know, like uh, different, different films. Um, when's this coming out? Can I plug my next one? Two weeks. Yeah, so in two weeks' time, I'm doing Fast and the Furious Seven. Oh my god! It's a great movie.
1: Is it weird if I came?
2: I'd love for you to come. You could jump up if you want. No, that's that's weird. That parts
1: that's like me inviting ex- myself. Well, to no, do it. But
2: that would be me exploiting you. It'd Be like, get on up, come on up, it'll be fun. And then everyone would be like, oh my god, Mish
1: got up, and I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, funny.
2: But um, I think yeah. Oh no, my god, come.
1: you mu- oh, but you must go. But like, no, you should come. To- I would.
2: It wouldn't be weird at all. I'd love for you to come because I'm so excited. Because that's the kind of thing my Fury partner,
1: 7. my partner would really enjoy too. Yeah. All right, maybe we'll come.
2: It's going to be great. I'm um, I'm so excited for Fast and Fury Seven. Someone asked me why I liked it, and I've really landed on what it is. It's because it's old Hollywood. Yeah. It's it's like it's two and a half hours. You get everything you could possibly mm-hmm. want. Yeah. <laughs> movie. It's like um, anyway. So but that's going to be fun. But last month I did a movie called. Nor to Food of the Gods was recommended to me from Aaron McCann, who directed, um, has directed a lot of things, but he, he was formerly of Henry and Aaron, you'd know some of their videos, but he directed, um, Hug the Sun which is a series I executive produced.
1: One of the best, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is very funny,
2: very funny and very weird. Um, And he's got such a great, like, 80s aesthetic. Like, if you can see his aesthetic, you'd see that he would really know his stuff. He recommended this film and I was just like, oh, I have to show it. And it was the funnest one we've ever done. And sequels never do well because everyone's like, well, I haven't seen the first one. Mm. But this was great because no one had seen the film. It was a real- That's great. No one had seen it. And it was really, really fun. But anyway, when I was promoting it, I did a post and someone was like, and there's this famous scene from it that I shared on my Instagram. And then I was like, any questions about the movie? And I literally, someone was like, you know, there's a giant kid in it swearing at his mum and and someone was like, why is he giant? Why is he swearing? And I said, I was like, because he took a serum that made him really big and made him really aggressive and it's the same serum that are later fed to the rats that terrorise a Canadian university, um, which is the plot of the film. And it's a great plot. And you should watch this movie. I know. You You've I, shown me clips. It's, I, it's very, very, very funny. Um, it's
1: very special.
2: <laughs> it's really very good. It's really it's very like... very special. It's a really good movie. Um, and uh, so anyway, they I posted that, right? Which is what would be on the VHS of this movie. And someone messaged me, and I don't know if they are being funny, someone messaged me being like, oh, way to spoil the movie, Spoiler. And I was like, oh, and I, was, so I didn't end up responding, but I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had been <laughs> intending to, but hadn't gotten around to watching 1987's Nor 2, nor <laughs> Food of the Gods 2. <laughs> but had never read a plot description because what I had said was literally, literally what's the plot on the Wikipedia. And I was just like, spoiler warning. And I just I thought we have an arm- gone.
1: I hate armchair warriors so much.
2: Now look, if you were because that was really
1: got you there, Zach. They really fucking got you if there. If you were
2: joking, I I totally love that. That's very funny. Oh yeah, might if you're be a listening, <laughs> and you were joking, I get it. If you weren't joking, we need to set some ground mm. rules. It's like it's a shame when something gets spoiled for you that you haven't seen. Oh, big time. But if it has. If it like there comes a point mm. where we have to be able to discuss movies.
1: Of course. Like
2: spoiler warnings are for the first few months, maybe yeah. the first year or so.
1: Yeah. I mean what we do in this podcast essentially is tell you what happens at the end, our opinions of the So that is that's why we do some spoiler well, warnings. We do
2: it as a we do it as a catch all we just yeah. do it as a Just in case Whatever. Like here you mm. go. Here's the spoiler warning. It's a habit now. Yeah. But If I accidentally say the end of um, The Sixth Sense in my conversation with Mish Mm -hmm. or The Others or, um, you know, or Jacob's Ladder, if we're just talking about these movies and I... I've never seen Jacob's Ladder.
1: I don't know the twist.
2: Oh, I won't give it away. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's pretty good, yeah. Um, But if I accidentally give away a Mm. twist, right, It's like, come on. It's like *Stepford Wife*. Some of the most famous scenes in movies mm. are their twists. And, it's yeah, it sucks, but just, oh, well.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's not the end of the world.
2: <laughs> You'll get the next movie's twist. You'll get yeah, the movie. will be fine. You'll get the twist of the movie that comes out mm. next year.
1: Yeah. Do you know what is really annoying, though, is when you don't watch a show live and you're trying to avoid the news to find out what happens in that show. So, like, the yeah. Oscars or Eurovision, and then as you're watching that show... The news pops up in the ad break, yeah, and tells you what's happened. That's happened to me before. It happened to me with the winner of Big Brother one year.
2: Oh my god! I, oh my I've god. Ta- I think I've talked on this podcast about when I looked up 24's website and got the end of Twenty Four ruined for me. Oh god! This was well, I um
1: I don't know if you remember. It wasn't the end of the show, but I ruined a massive thing that happened in Dexter for you. Oh, but I don't even remember when we lived together. Um, I, I I just, it was something that had happened in Dexter a few seasons. Like I think they were up to season four Yeah, and I threw out something that happened in season two and you hadn't gotten to that point yet in season two. Mm. And that was not a fun time for you and me. I am
2: a prick about this stuff. So I'm saying when I say this thing about spoilers, Mm. I'm one of the worst for like, ah, you gave it away and I get really mad so i I'm saying this is I need to work on myself when it comes to spoilers, but also here's the other thing when a movie's out, mm. I think people i think the problem I have around spoilers is how specific people are about spoilers, right like people are like, "No spoiler warnings, and they think a spoiler warning is plot points of Act three mm, and they're like yep. and then and then so then they feel like a movie that's just come out, like this does give me the urts, when a movie's just come out and people say like, oh, I'm not going to give it away. And then they give their opinion on the first, like, like on things that happen that aren't in the trailer, that aren't in the promotional material. And it's like, oh, maybe just like. Oh, it's so
1: annoying. Because
2: I do like to go into a movie not knowing. Like I Mm -hmm. do like to be surprised.
1: I'm, I've, I think I've told you this on the podcast or told you in life before that I'm a bit of a dick and sometimes I do look up stuff because mm. it just drives me crazy. I can't not know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I sometimes do it with horror films. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes do it with horror films. I've watched a couple of very good ones lately that you should watch. Yeah. By I'm way, to. I'll, um, I'll get you into it, but. We should talk about ER.
2: We should talk about ER. I want to do a disclaimer before we jump into ER. Yeah. Last week Mm -hmm. for you, the listener, Mm -hmm. was two months ago for us, the recorders. So
1: this is the first episode that Zach and I have recorded in two months.
2: So I went off and did a tour. Mm Mm-hmm. Mish did a her debut comedy festival show I
1: did do that which
2: there'll be uh which you'll be which you might get an opportunity to see if you're in Melbourne and you missed it, so keep your ears peeled for that
1: mm.
2: um a little nugget
1: that's true and you should because it's, it was right. a fun show
2: and but you know it was more than just fun uh, it was moving it was great, oh, great obviously. show, really good show and you if you missed it. There is an opportunity to see it soon. Maybe. Maybe. Keep your eyes peeled.
1: The email is confirmed, but I've not yet signed the piece of paper. You know what I mean? I know.
2: That's why I'm not being too specific. Yeah. So just follow at Mishwitrup, at mission Zach. I'm, there'll be an update. Plus, we'll put an ad in front of the podcast for it this time.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um. All right.
2: But, but if we get a bit repetitive, apologies. We'll oh, try yeah. not to. And if we're a bit like looking for things, Mm -hmm. you know, so just a heads up, it's been a couple of months for us.
1: And while we're at it, welcome back, Tom. Hey, Tom. uh, sound editor who's listening to this right now, um, who I forgot to tell that we were going to stop recording episodes for a bit. And he messaged me at one point. It was like, ah, there's no more episodes in the bank. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we're on a break. And he was like, oh, sick. So I'm sorry about that, Tom.
2: Mish did forget to tell you, Tom. (laughs) She forgot to tell the audience and she forgot to tell me. (laughs) Mish did we did bank enough, and Mish did forget to tell any of us that we were taking a break.
1: Well, no, I didn't mean to. But that's
2: okay. It's not
1: my like part of it's not my fault. The reason you guys didn't get an episode for a couple of weeks a while back was COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen, but also there were some technical issues on the upload thing.
2: Ah, I didn't double
1: check. I uploaded everything. That's but fine. then they bounced. These things. We're, happen. we're back, baby.
2: We're back. You know. You listen to this because it's, it's, it's loose, it's freewheeling, mm. It's a peek behind the curtain, and I'll tell you what but is behind that curtain? Sometimes sometimes things don't get uploaded. Yeah, but hey, we're back. It's, we're not going to do to you what mm. we did to you to recaps. Mm. So we just stopped doing recaps for months. We're not going to do that. no we won't do that. We love you, dear listener. Also oh, a shout out to Jackie Lumsden. Oh, okay. Now, Jackie messaged...
1: Oh, of course. Yes. Okay.
2: Messaged uh, her brother-in-law, Broden Kelly, who mentioned to me, uh, side stage in Canberra, that video. <laughs> the, so shout out, Jackie. Thank you for getting the podcast back up. Yeah. This you're is for hero. you, Jackie. This is for you, Jackie. <laughs> 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 All right, um, I would Go I on. would
1: say if you're a Leguizamo-rama listener... And you're like, I love Legos on I'm their biggest fan. I reckon it's probably Jackie. Jackie is probably our biggest fan.
2: Oh, now there's a few. Don't worry about it. Don't, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm a bigger fan than Jackie, maybe you are. Like okay. Jackie. But Jackie, you're the reason we're recording today. We're back <laughs> because of you. Okay. We, th- we didn't think anyone cared.
0: Thanks, Jackie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Um, Okay Um,
1: We are doing ER season 12 episode 9 Which is our fifth ER episode I don't want it to end It's going to I'm actually kind of excited I miss film (laughs) I I've been watching other films. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's been fun. But I miss Johnny Legs in film. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. I watched Chef the other week. Um, I will say this. I watched these episodes last night quite late. Mm. Um, and my blurb was very much like a jotting down of um, notes. So mm. I'm hoping it's not too truncated. But again, we're a bit rusty. We haven't done this for a couple of months. So mm. here we go. ER season 12, episode nine is titled, I do. Mm. Bendit, like Beckham's army boyfriend manipulates her into getting engaged and married all in one day He then proceeds to spend the day following her around the ER while she literally has her hands inside a patient Forcing her to discuss the different events of their wedding Clemente and Practical Magic seem to sort out their differences and gain a mutual respect for each other while still bickering It's an unclear storyline that I'm hopeful is over now Practical Magic, despite being the head of the ER, literally does no work. He spends every single episode flirting with Liar Liar while she is treating patients. Um, if he's not flirting with Liar Liar, he is flirting with that woman who was in a coma that we've just never heard about again. Remember that from the first episode we watched? Anyway.
2: Which one was that?
1: The first episode. There was a woman who came out of a coma and he just spent the whole time flirting with her. Is she not in it anymore? Nah, she's gone. Wow. Cool. There is some very full on commentary about vaccines and immunizations with a mother who brings her son into the hospital with pneumonia and refuses to let him be tested for anything, even though it totally looks like he has HIV. Mm. Clemente cracks the shits at her for putting her son in danger in an incredibly unprofessional display in the middle of the hospital, yelling stuff like, You're a real piece of work, lady. Oh. Liar, liar, and practical magic fuck again. Uh Bendit like Beckham marries the annoying man that forces marriage upon her. They get married in what looks like an underground nightclub in a basement of the hospital. Uh, eight Miles saves a kid's job when he proves that the kid is not guilty for the crime the head of security is accusing him of. An old man falls through some ice and is saved by the dweeby red headed doctor. And I'm sure that very many of our listeners are curious to hear what has happened with the walk to remember and the pedophilia with Cat Dennings. But despite it being insanely important in the last few episodes, and despite it being a really severe and full on subject matter, it is literally addressed zero times in this episode. And it's like, it never happened.
2: I think was that sorted. Well, how did that end with the dad bashing but, but, him the shit out of him? That, well, that must be seen as the end of that story.
1: That can't be the end. He's a pedophile.
2: That's crazy. Um,
1: anyway, uh, that's kind of We're getting a little bit more heavy on the Clemente now.
2: Clemente. Which we love.
1: Um, I enjoyed this episode. I thought I'd, it's fun. This show I is fun. I love man. Um, I hate Bendit Like Beckham's now husband. Oh, he just got back from war. I'd, okay, thank you for your services. I appreciate that. He, the opening of this episode is literally him convincing her to get married. Yeah. She says no yeah. so many times. Yeah. It's awful
2: what he but does. Then, and then, he, then proceeds. he learns his lesson. He says he was – who was he talking to? He was, talk, was he talking to Practical Magic? He was talking Eight to Mile. Someone, he was talking to Eight Mile and he was like, I mean, I told her this, I told her that, I told, and then he realised he hadn't asked her. So then while she was in the middle of a surgery and had her hands inside a person, he – He realised what he had to do and he asked her and then we went to ad break
1: and then she married him.
2: So he asked her in the end while she was was in the middle of surgery.
1: (laughs) It was so fucking annoying. That's another weird thing about these medical shows, but more so ER than any of the other ones that I've seen, is that they just have random people walking around the ER. Mm. Like they're in the middle of work and this guy. That's a very
2: ER thing. Her fiancé
1: is just following her around while she's treating patients and running after emergency surgeries and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's just random like someone will come in with their legs sawn off or something. And they'll be treating that person while all their mates are in the room. Something in the next episode. Well talk we'll talk about that talk next, about that next like, week. It's, yeah, it's mental. Yeah. Um uh anyway, um I can't stand him. I love Bendit like Beckham and I'm really hopeful that this guy out of the picture. But maybe I think she's gonna get together with Uncle Jesse. But what if what if
2: yeah, he was pressuring her there because he just got back from war. Mm. But what if what if he settles and what if he goes, all right, I shouldn't have pushed you to get married in the nightclub at the bottom of the hospital. Mm. See, it's really interesting because I agree with you. Way out of line from, from Iraqi soldier. Mm. Way out of line. My issue is more with the fact that, like, these shows get to a point where people are getting married In In the the hospital. hospital. And all the guests are
1: their co-workers. Yeah, and they're all having to take some time off work to go to this wedding. They're like, oh, well, I guess I can squeeze in a lobotomy before then or whatever it is. It's like, why why are you getting married there?
2: I love shows like ER. And we talked about this. I like shows about people working. Did Mm. we talk about this in relation to ER? Yes, I think so. Shows and movies about people working. The problem is you get to season 12, <laughs> and they become this weird lopsided thing where, mm. like, they stop being about people working and they start being about, like, people that only know their workmates and they live inside the work and they get married at the work and the people mm. doing the marriage are the work people. It's like, it's like they just sh- shouldn't. Like, if you want to have two characters get married, yeah,
1: that's fine.
2: But why, why, like, why is. Why did you invite Practical Magic? Mm. Also, I don't think there's anything in their cups when they're drinking coffee and <laughs> yeah. takeaway cups. <laughs> yes, I,
1: don't think
2: I think their cups are so, empty. It's
1: so light. They're so light. <laughs> they're just light. about. Yeah, just
2: put some water in their cups.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give it some bit of weight. Um, the the <clears throat> wedding in the so basically they're like we have to get married in the hospital chapel. No reason why, like. There are other places you can go, but that's fine. We have to get married here. And this guy is going to marry us who just has now revealed that he's some sort of priest. I don't know. Mm. Um, This guy's going to marry us. That's great. And then they go and they decorate the basement.
2: Because there's a funeral. There's like a memorial service at the chapel.
1: And they put like balloons. It looks like a 16th birthday party. They put like multicolored balloons everywhere. And it's just so shit. And it's just what an awful wedding. I would be so pissed. There was no natural light. Like. Yeah. That's just very weird.
2: It's very like. who was
1: working? Who was working the hospital?
2: Clemente and that 18, that 21 year old. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. This is another little element that we've learned of Victor Clemente is he's a bit of a scoundrel.
2: He's a bit of a... He's a bit of a
1: scoundrel. you got to
2: remind movie. yourself 2005. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, because like, it's temp. like
2: this che- cheeky thing is like, oh. Oh, she,
1: she's legal age. Well, she is. She's 21. But Clemente, my guess is, is probably in his 40s. And he decides to not go to the wedding so that he can flirt with a 21-year-old temp.
2: Who looks 16. Who looks
1: very young.
2: And that's like a narrative point. Yeah. And he's... Yeah, but he
1: also, like, says, like, he hits on a lot of the doctors, the female doctors. He just says, like like sexy things to yeah. them and it's just a bit it's a bit off Johnny legs. I know it's but it's a character. It's Victor Clemente.
2: Clemente yeah. Clemente's a little bit of a loose unit. He's a
1: scoundrel.
2: And um Clemente like went to fucking town with that uh he really went got went psycho at that um, anti vax like oh
1: and this was the first time we saw Clemente in scrubs.
2: Yeah he's usually
1: in a white coat. This time he was in his green scrubs getting down and dirty. Yeah a woman comes in with her son she has HIV but we don't
2: know that. That's a twist. Oh, that's the twist. Oh, spoiler warning.
1: <laughs> very good. Um, uh, we find out that she has HIV. Her son's very sick. She's anti-vax. Um, and when John Leguizamo finds out that she has HIV and didn't tell them that. And, that and hasn't
2: s- even tested and the son. And has not tested it.
1: the son. He cracks the shits. It is incredibly unprofessional. Totally warranted. He said all the stuff I was thinking. Yeah, But, like... Absolutely cracks the shits in front of her children to her, in front of two other doctors, in front of Liar Liar and Mm. uh, Practical Magic and is like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you're going to kill your kid. He's dying and he's going to die because of you. What's your problem, lady? Like, just like absolutely... And storms out.
2: And I thought that was going to be like a plot point. It was Mm. like, it doesn't matter what you think. You can't do... Mm. But it was just kind of like, hey... Hey, dude, mm. what was that about? And he was like, "I got real mad." And he was like, "Yeah, anyway." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," There's but he was right. Stuff. He was right to get what a fucking crazy. I will
1: say, do you want, I think ER feels. up, like, see if I can word this properly. Feels like they have a writing team on this show. Yeah, right. Would, yeah. Absolutely. Let's imagine just say,
2: if that was the end of your yeah. point. <laughs> feels like they've got writers, you know?
1: <laughs> But let's just say they've got six writers, head writers, mm-hmm. right? I feel like they're each assigned an episode and they don't work together at all. And when the person who wrote the episode previous doesn't match what the person who's writing the next episode wants from the show, they just change it like Clemente and fucking practical magic have been at each other for Mm. the last few episodes. So all the ones that we've seen anyway, they do not get along. They have conflicting views. The way they go about surgery and handling patients is completely different And then all of a sudden in this episode, it's just fixed. Well,
2: literally network television, right? I think it's really confronting to watch network television in any in-depth way now. Because that is the way they used to write it, right? Mm. It was the writer's room would work out the episode, go off and write it. And there would be redrafts and stuff, finish it, send it off to production. And then two weeks later, they would shoot it. And like, they are writing in this like... Mm. You really feel it like they're writing, like, like they're just like, like, it's like the Iraq wedding, right? He gets back and he wants to get married quickly mm. because it's like, I feel like he got back and then they're like, okay, he's back. Now, what are we going to do this? we going to get them married. And then, and, and I feel like if you were doing like a Netflix show mm. or if you were doing a HBO show, if you're kind of planning out the whole thing, you would go, let's have him back for a couple of episodes. Let's get them comfortable with each other. Then let's have him have to go off to somewhere else and him say, well, I want to get married before I leave. Mm. And then that makes sense. Yeah. But that would involve putting something in your pocket and holding it for four episodes. And Mm. it feels like they don't do that.
1: No, not at all.
2: It feels like they're just like, what what are we doing this week?
1: (laughs) I think it's very possible that something's going to happen in the next couple of episodes of ER where Practical Magic and Clemente need to be getting along. Like yeah, yeah. there's something that happens, who knows? Yeah, right. And yeah. so they're like, we've got to fix it quick. So they've just disregarded any relationship buildup that's happened between Practical Magic and Clemente that. just so that in two weeks time, when there's a train crash mm. and the two of them are stuck together, they have to get along. It doesn't make sense. Like, do you know what I mean? I love that. Oh. I love that. And that's it's the so same. True. If I feel like it's similar with the pedophilia walk to remember, dude, I reckon something's probably going to happen. To Shane West, who I don't like to rag. I don't know Shane West. All right, I don't know what Shane West might be
2: listening right now. If Shane, if if you're listening, if you, if you're listening,
1: there is a movie that you did with Kirsten Dunst called Get Over It. You were great in that. Well, there you go. Shane's not listening, but he might be. Someone who knows Shane might. You never know. If you know Shane West, can okay? Here's a here's a bit of homework for our listeners. I want you to do seven degrees of Kevin Bacon with Shane West yeah. and whoever's the closest who knows Shane West, the best, whoever's the closest connected to Shane West. You can't do it. Zach, you're not counting. You don't, you don't I'm just gonna try. <laughs> okay. Uh, whoever knows Shane West, the best, um, will get a little shout out. Is that a good enough prize? Probably not like getting a shout out on this pod. It's Are you going to
2: remember to do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I will, I will. Really We're going to get inundated with DMs soon about it All right. Yeah, inundated by the idea. four DMs I get from people being like I went to dinner with Shane West once That's anyway, great Anyway, um, I think Shane West has one of the most unlikable faces I've ever seen As this character in ER
2: The little beard
1: Oh, just the smugness Do you know it took
2: me a really, really long time to get on board with I think I've said this before, 21 jumps, Channing Tatum mm. For exactly that reason Just that sort of face Mm -hmm. that was really big in the 2000s I just was like I can't Mm -hmm. and then Tatum did Magic Mike and he did 21 Jump Street in one year and I was like Mm -hmm. and I realized he EP'd both of them Mm -hmm. and I was like "Ah, either I gotta get on this train yeah or I'm gonna miss out on some great movies that's true (laughs) so I was just like fuck it man i get it i'm on i'm on the channing tatum train but i get what you're saying
1: yeah there's just i I think it's also because shane west if you are listening i'm so sorry i do not mean to offend you if you
2: are six degrees of separation don't tell shane west that mish hates him
1: no he might well no i don't hate shane west i hate a walk to remember i have a rage towards that film that i can't even explain um, it, I just, I rage. I walk to remember. And I just, I think that Shane West in this is move in this TV show. ER is just smug. Um, anyway, it's just bothered me. I really want something to happen with the pedophilia thing. I feel like he should be arrested at he, the very least lose his job. Well, no,
2: it's very, Yeah. I think the severity of the situation should be explored, but it, it, you know—we started to see the dad. The bump, ba, bump, 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 bump music yeah. stopped at least. Yeah,
1: that's true. It did the ba, 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 Funny story yeah. music. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he Mish- wasn't in much this, in this episode much. Anyway.
2: Mishwitra,
1: yeah.
2: I thought this was um, a great episode, um, except for the wedding stuff. What were the no. dramas? What were the surgeries? What were the medical drama? Actually, maybe I didn't. The this kid with
1: pneumonia. So that was a big one.
2: I love that. The one. old
1: guy who fell through the ice. Who then his mate came in. That was weird. The last fifteen minutes of this episode, an old dude fell through some ice.
2: Well, that wasn't about him. That was about the, the guy who was saved him. But because the the woman, the head, the boss who used to be William H Macy in season one. Yeah, that's right. Have you started watching? No. I haven't. William H. Macy was the big boss in season oh. one. So so the woman there, the woman that's in um that, she was because I started watching season one a few weeks ago. Mm. Only a little bit. And um, it's amazing. If you think like, you know, it's it the, it, the man I mean William H. Macy's in it for Oh my god. Sake.
1: He pops up so much. I watched a movie the other day and he just popped up. Um, 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 oh, Kim Bassinger 2003, uh, she's been kidnapped and she g- calls a hot guy and is like, I've been kidnapped, you have to help me. And he's like, I don't know you, lady. William H. Macy plays the policeman.
2: I sometimes watch ER and I think, <laughs> and I, I'm watching it and the credits are playing. I'm like, when it gets to casting director, is not going to say Mission Zach?
1: Yeah, I reckon so.
2: Because it is just like our How
1: favorites. we could cast a season of ER so good?
2: Oh my God, maybe we should do that next week. Let's cast the season of next ER week. now. Like, if ER was around now, yeah. who would be in who it?
1: Would, oh my God, I so we have that. to end this episode.
2: <laughs> I love that so much.
1: Um, my leg was Starmos for this one, three and a half, which I'm pretty sure is what I gave last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clemente's, it's getting up there. We're getting a bit more Clemente, um, which I'm really liking. I loved seeing him in his scrubs. Um, it's just, it's nice. This era reminds me of like, just 2005 Johnny Legs is a fun Johnny Legs. It's yeah. a fun Johnny Legs.
2: It's like, it's, mm. vi- it's a vibe. It is such
1: a vibe.
2: I give this three and three quarter legs. Can't give quarters. We've already discussed Three it. and a half Leguistamos. Um, you know, I think for his, it, cause I think I've been in that realm with other ones. Um, I'd love to give it more, but it, it's an ensemble show. Yeah. But, um, I really love, uh, him going at that end. Like right now. That's all I need. Yeah. Is just, is just John Leguistamo yelling at an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, that and was like, great. That's my, that's my It was nice to watch.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. It was nice to watch in this day and age. We're currently <coughs> dealing with all the COVID vaccine shit. It was nice to see that in 2005, Clemente was team vaccine. He, us. he, had, he, he backed
2: yeah, us. Yeah, he
1: backed us. We know for a fact that Clemente in 2022 is triple vaxxed. I because think as he's well, pro-vaxxed. Like, I was what, watching
2: that, right? And I was like, I know that we got... I know that Practical Magic, mm. and who else was in this one? All of them. No, who else? Who ended up talking to it, her? Mm. Um, uh, uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh, Belmont. Well, so, my- pra- so Scooby-Doo really got through to her, right? Mm. And I was like, I know we've got to do the Scooby-Doo. I know, we, you know, Practical Magic is like, keep it calm, take it through the courts. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo is like, I'm going to try and appeal to her. But sometimes you just need to have a Victor Clemente. Yeah. Going, you're a fucking selfish bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you selfish bitch. Um, um, thank
1: you so much for listening. As always, um, what should Tom take us away with this week? I think maybe the ER theme. Okay, sure. All right. It's actually it's cute. It's a good theme. It really gets you jazzed. Did you jazzed up? Actually, Zach and I will just do it for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> <inaudible> <inaudible> Um, Tom, if you could take that and just blend it slowly into the actual theme, that'd be great. Let's do it again, Zach.